Hello and welcome, or welcome back, to Life Lessons with Lisi. It's great to have you here and that you have chosen to tune in. So today's episode is called The Grateful Soul and I'm going to be talking about my favourite topic which is gratitude. So before we get started in this week's episode, I wanted to say that I am so grateful to you for being here. Creating this podcast and the community that I have been able to engage with has been such a joy and I wanted to start by saying that. So thank you very much and the life lesson goes as follows. gratefulness. Practicing gratefulness has been scientifically proven to provide a number of benefits for physical and mental health, including improving sleep, calming the nervous system, improving self-esteem, enhancing empathy, etc. Even when times are dark and you are struggling to hold on to any kind of light, I promise there is always something. Look around your space. Look for the beauty in all that you have. Make a list, either physically or in your head, of all you are grateful for, no matter how small. Make this practice part of your daily routine. The more you do it, the more you'll notice. And remember, even on your worst days, there is always someone that is grateful for you and your existence. So I love gratitude. And I have always said that I am an eternal optimist. And part of being an eternal optimist is seeing the good and being thankful for the good that we have in our lives. And then when I wrote this life lesson, I was curious about whether it actually does have an effect on our mental well-being from a scientific perspective. So I did some research and it turns out that it does. So the practice of gratitude on a base level is a huge mood booster. Regularly practicing gratefulness can lead to increased feelings of happiness and overall well-being. Research has also shown that expressing gratitude can lead to a decrease in stress hormones such as cortisol. Additionally, a study published in the Journal of Personality and Social Psychology found that people who kept a gratitude journal had lower levels of stress and higher levels of well-being. So, actively practising gratitude can be a really helpful tool, backed by science, that can support your general well-being. As I've mentioned, 
pretty much throughout all of my podcast episodes is I see everything as a lesson to learn. Everything that I've gone through, I've seen it as a lesson. And I think that having a grateful outlook on life can really help to support the accepting of what is. Um, and having a regular gratitude practice might ex- might assist you in thinking more helpful thoughts when maybe things aren't going as smoothly. Like if you have if you've been practicing gratefulness for a while and you make it part of your routine when things are good you know when you've got loads to be grateful for that maybe in times where things aren't quite so nice for you it helps you to return back to those mindsets so in dr julie smith's book why has nobody told me this before? Which, if you've been on my social media, you know I've recommended numerous times. Um, she says about gratitude being a mental muscle. And the more you practice it, the more natural it becomes to think in that positive way. So, a way that I have been trying to actively practice gratefulness is to flip my language to frame things in a positive light. So instead of saying, I have to do this thing, I've been trying, trying being the keyword because I'm human being, (laughs) um, I've been trying to say, I get to do this thing. Now, this doesn't always make me feel immediately better. I'm not going to lie. Like, for example, I really hate cooking. And most of the time, cooking to me is a chore. But how fortunate am I that I get to cook? That I have the facilities to cook, the ingredients to cook with? So by trying to make that change from, oh, I have to cook dinner, to I actually get to cook dinner, I think it's a really positive shift that doesn't take a lot of mental energy. Um, having a more structured gratitude practice can also be a really nice way to reflect like if you like to journal or maybe you've never journaled before but you would like to having a gratitude journal could be a really good place to start so you could try writing down three to five things every day that you're grateful for if you do it in the morning it could help you have a positive start to your day And maybe if you were practicing gratefulness in the morning, you might see more things throughout your day because you've set your brain to be looking for positive things. Or you could do your gratitude practice in the evening and it might help you to reflect on the day that you've had. And maybe if the day has been quite rubbish, 
because we all have those days, right? You know, I say in the life lesson, even when times are dark and you are struggling to hold on to any kind of light, there is always something. And I think it can be very easy to let the bad parts in our day seem like it was a whole day and it was the most awful day ever. But was it? Or were there some moments where you could express the gratitude? That's not to invalidate your feelings. If it's been a shit day, that's fine. You're allowed to wallow for a bit, of course. But I still think that there is always something. And part of having compassion for yourself is to try, I believe anyway, try and do better for yourself by trying to think positive. So also on my research, I found out that the science suggests that gratitude actually also enhances sleep quality and duration. Uh, And this is something that I have been recently experiencing firsthand. So I used to pride myself on my sleep routine. My phone would go on to do not disturb at 9.30. I'd be in bed by 10. I'd be journal, I'd journal and meditate before sleep. And it was literally like a non-negotiable for me. Recently, my sleeping pattern has been a little bit more all over the place because I've been really busy and I've been a lot more, I've wanted to pack a lot more into my days. I also blame the purchase of my Xbox um, a little bit for my sleep pattern because there's so much I want to do and I still want to play my game. So I've been going to bed a little bit later than recently I than previously I had been. And I've really been struggling to get to sleep. So I started doing a gratefulness practice when I can't sleep. So when I can't sleep, or I'm overthinking something, I've been making that gratitude list in my head. And I always set the intention that I'm going to get to 10 things. And I don't think I've ever made it past five before I've just conked out. And I've just found it such a calming and positive way to end my day, thinking about the things I'm grateful for. And it's definitely made me feel more happy. And it's helped me it's literally helped me get to sleep um, because it's given my brain something to focus on. Um, And as mentioned earlier, gratitude can reduce stress. And by practicing that gratitude before you sleep, you are calming your nervous system. So it makes sense that it would help give you a better night's sleep. So if you're having a bit of a rough time with your sleep, I can't, I'm not a doctor, I'm not going to promise that it's going to cure all, but maybe you could try that. Maybe you could try going through a list of things that you're grateful for in your head and let me know, let me know if it has any effect. So moving on, I thought that I would use this episode to share the things in my life that I am the most grateful for. Um, Because I thought it would be nice for you guys to get to know me a little bit better. Um, And then hopefully it might help you think about some of the things that are not immediately obvious uh, that you could turn into something to be grateful for. 
So the first thing that I am grateful for is a little bit odd. Um, and that's my illness. So if you're new here, um, I have a rare blood condition of the bone marrow, which basically means that my body does not produce any red blood cells. So I call myself a professional vampire um, because I'm blood transfusion dependent. So it's diamond, it's called diamond black fan anemia, DBA for short. Um, and I've had it ever since I was born. I had my first blood transfusion when I was two to three months old. I don't know when exactly. I obviously don't remember it. Um, but I've been having them every three weeks since. And there are various complications that come from my illness. Um, and I've had to have various procedures that come from it. And I, I take a lot of medication and a lot of my life has to be structured in a certain way around it. Um, and I think maybe it's quite unusual to be grateful for something that others might consider a, a suffering. Um, and I think it's very easy to see health challenges as a negative thing. You know, nobody wants to be a sick person. Um, and I call myself a professional sick person because I'm so good at it. It's it's almost a job um, to keep myself <laughs> to keep myself alive and keep myself he healthy um, with regards to my illness. Like it it, it is a full time job. Um, and the reality of my illness means a lot of hospital trips, sometimes painful procedures. Um, it limits my mobility. It limits my ability to travel. That's probably been the hardest thing, to be honest. Um, and the challenges that arise from having DBA, they're not a walk, it's not a walk in the park. It really isn't. There are some days where I am exhausted. I've had a rough treatment day and I am just so over it. I'm over being a professional sick person. And I get sad and frustrated because, like I said, I'm a human being. And I'm not sharing this to gain sympathy. It's just the reality of what I deal with. But then I think of all the things that I am and that I have because of it. And I am so grateful, like, honestly, I'm so grateful to my illness because through having it, I have gained resilience, I've gained strength, determination. And these are qualities about myself that, to be honest, I massively take for granted. But I am so grateful to be the person that I am because of the way that I've had to navigate my health. Even the way that I've had to structure my days. You know, I'm so fortunate. So I go to hospital every three weeks, which means that I can't work on one day every three weeks. And it meant that I could take a day off unpaid, but, you know, I work part time. Um, so I get a day off midweek and I'm just so grateful for that day. Like whenever I have my, I'm, I'm off on a Wednesday, whenever I have my Wednesdays off, I'm like, this is such a fortunate position that I... I'm able to be in and I wouldn't be able to like I wouldn't have even thought that that was doable if I didn't have my illness so that's a positive from it 
Um, and I have actively chosen to be grateful for my illness. Because what's the alternative? I spend all my time and energy being negative and miserable about something I literally can't do anything about. Like, what is the point of that? Now, I get that we need to wallow in self-pity every now and then, and that's totally fine. We all have things where we're like, I feel shit, I just need to moan, I need to cry, and I need to be in that place. But if that was to be the constant relationship that I had with my condition, well, that's not being very nice to myself at all. You know, keeping myself in misery for what? For attention? No. People often say to me (laughs) that I'm so inspiring and it must be so hard. And I don't want to minimise the fact that, yes, it is hard. Like, I make it look easy, to be honest. Like, I won't lie. Like, I I make having a life-threatening illness look like a walk in the park sometimes. But it is a blessing. It's not easy. But it's taught me so much. It's taught me so much also about unconditional love. Because perhaps it is easier to love oneself when you are healthy, you are beautiful, you are smart. It's a lot more of a challenge to love and accept yourself when you've been told your whole life that you don't work properly that your body doesn't do something that it's supposed to do. But my illness has taught me that this level of self-compassion that I actually think is truly beautiful. Oh, I'm going to get emotional. Oh, this is unusual. I've not been emotional on my podcast yet. But I am very, very proud of myself for how I have dealt with it and the level of gratitude that I have for it. Um, And I really am grateful. I had a very interesting interaction with my therapist and we were talking about my relationship to my illness and she asked me, you know, about my illness and she was like, what do you think about it? And the first thing that I said to her was, oh, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. And she was a bit taken aback by that. And she asked me to explain it in a little bit more depth. And she, we talked through it and I saw, and, and she thought it was interesting that the first thing I said was not, oh, it's rubbish or it's like this and that. It, it was, I am just so grateful for this thing that I have. Um, and I've always thought about it like, I'm glad it's me because I can handle it because I'm a very, very, very strong person And I don't, like, if it was somebody else, like, I wouldn't want my sisters to have it. I wouldn't want my my friends to have it. I'm glad it's me. And that's not to be a martyr, but that's because, like, I'm I'm good at it. Like I said, I'm a professional sick person. So that provides kind of a nice segue to the second thing that I'm grateful for. Um, And that's the relationships that I have in my life. So a study published by the Journal of Social and Personal Relationships found that expressing gratitude towards the towards a partner led to increased relationship satisfaction and feelings of closeness. 
and we all have people we're grateful for. Our relationships are our biggest teachers. And how nice is it just to tell people, I'm grateful for you? So who in your life are you grateful for? Have a think about it. And then I want you to pick up your phone right now and I want you to message them. Just send one line that says, I love you and I'm grateful for you. I promise it will make you feel good and you'll probably make them feel pretty happy too. The last thing that I'm going to share that I'm grateful for, and then I'm going to throw the ball over to you, is I'm so grateful for my home. I live on my own and it is honestly the biggest blessing. As an introverted person, well, actually, I kind of identify myself as an introverted extrovert because around the right people in the right parameters, I can be a little crackhead. One of my friends <laughs> always says that I have crackhead energy and I kind of love that because I feel like there's something so fun about being fun. Um, so, yes, I would say that I was an introverted extrovert, but I definitely do need time to be alone to recharge. And I am so grateful that I have a space that's just mine, just for me. People ask me, like, people say you must get lonely. And maybe sometimes I do. Like I said, I'm human. But on the whole, it is the absolute best. Having a space to call my own is was literally my biggest dream. And I'm so grateful that I have it. And sometimes I think I love it a bit too much, actually. Because... When the time comes that I want to move in with someone, I don't know if I'm going to be able to give it up. Um, but I'm so, so grateful for my home. Like, what a blessing. So I'm going to get to wrap this episode up. As humans, we really like to complain. And I think that having a gratitude practice helps me to reframe things in my life. Gratitude doesn't mean invalidating your feelings. You know, if you're thinking, I can't possibly be upset about this thing because there are so many people that have it worse than me or that, you know, are going through worse things, you know, that's not helpful. We're not here to invalidate. Your feelings are always valid. But what we are trying to do is to maybe see things from a bit of a different perspective. So what are you grateful for? Spend some time thinking about it. Maybe start a gratitude journal. This week, I'm going to do a little gratitude challenge on my social media. So every day I'm going to post something that I'm grateful for. And it would be really great if you could join in. So as usual, you can find me on Instagram and that is at Life Lessons with Lucy. Or I'm also on TikTok, which is at Life Lessons with underscore Lucy. So please do let me know if you're going to join in with my gratitude challenge and let me know the things that you're grateful for. Because I think when we share these things, it can just create a really positive mindset and community to be part of. So that's it for today's life lesson. All that's left to say 
is peace, love, ultimate vibes, and I'll speak soon. Thank you.